Well, we're Junior Funners and we're here to say we're going to talk about football in a humorous way. It's my new intro uh, to, to, to the show. It's, it's Junior Funners. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's Junior Funners. It's a new episode. You thought, you know, 50 odd episodes in, I'd have figured out like a proper intro, but, uh, you know, we keep it uh, loosey goosey here. So it's Junior Funners, it's the Fun Boys, uh, and it's me, I'm Ollie, and it's also Lawrence. Party on, Ollie, party on, listeners. Exactly. The uh, the flavor flave to my Chuck D in this case. And that uh, <laughs> the little hip hop flavor of that uh, that opening, and uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Arsenal and that uh, being two uh, long suffering Arsenal fans, and uh, yeah, we might as well get the fucking thing over with. <laughs> so let's do the first segment, Arsenal news. Okay, so um, we ended last week's episode on a very positive note, um, you know, kind of full of hope, I I guess you'd call it, uh, saying that we didn't know that it was going to be shit yet because nothing had happened. You know, we we didn't have any reason to be disappointed so far because Arsenal hadn't had the chance to disappoint us. But they had a chance to disappoint us and boy, did they take it. Uh, yeah, in the uh, opening match of the season, uh, pretty so, yeah, pretty epic bacon from Arsenal, just living up to the meme, living up to yeah. all, the, all the banter, banter FC, same old Arsenal, always f- cocking it up like they do. It's great. Once again, we're living in crazy clown time. Uh, it's uh, yeah, two nil, two nil away to newly promoted Brentford. Um, playing newly promoted sides is always kind of a, you know, it's a dicey, dicey prospect. It's never as straightforward as you think. Um, you know, they're always well up for it. We've been tripped up numerous times by, you know, by opposition that, uh, on paper, we should be beating comfortably, especially within the last few seasons. But this, uh, really seemed to be a, a, a new low for Arsenal. Um, just uh, the, the, I mean, looking at the stats, it's kind of the the classic thing that we've seen over the last, well, since Arteta took over, really. Sixty five percent possession, um, to Brentford's thirty five, uh, twenty two shots, four of which were on target, which is pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty. How is that even possible? <laughs> Well, when you don't have your um, your two main guys available because they're quote ill quote unquote. Yeah, so there was no no Aubameyang in the squad and no Lacazette. Uh, the only explanation that was given was illness, and Arteta seemed uh, very very uh, not interested in talking about it at all. He wanted to move on very quickly uh, from that when he was asked about it. So mysterious yeah. <laughs> uh, mysterious circumstances that uh, yeah put our, our two main strikers well two main strikers and, and captain uh, out of the team however you would have thought there was enough within that starting 11 to 
have more than four shots on target out of the 22 that we uh, that we attempted. Yeah, you'd think so, but um, Arteta, I don't think he's interested in um, in in uh, winning. I think his his, mo- his modus operandi is just to um, play back passes and pointless mm. sideways passes, and then just diddle daddle in the in the corners. And then you know, I think the last thing on his agenda is to score a goal. Um, it's it certainly seems to be like a yeah a, a philosophy of his is definitely that. You know, if we're retaining possession, the opposition can't get it and we're not going to concede. However, that only works if <laughs> you're good enough to keep the ball all of the time. Um, and preferably that you're not, ju- when you are keeping the ball, you're not just fannying about with it in front of your own goal, which is all we seem to do. Um, and we've talked about, you know, the defensive frailties and like the leakiness of our, our back line ad nauseum but yeah it's it, it, this whole thing of like well we've got to keep possession no matter what it's just sort of like well then fuck like what i it, what's the point yeah if the sole reason for doing it is to stop the opposition from getting the ball they're still scoring two goals on us with 35 percent possession like what the fuck is the point their second goal was the most like Typical sort of Arsenal conceding to a like stokiest, pu- yeah, Pulis- Pulis- Pulisian, Pulisian goal ever. It's just why it's always us who see mm. it's our it's our kryptonite. The playing against teams that are very low block, log balls, counter attack. You know, sit getting in the box, set pieces, very aggressive. You know, we we we. we does Arteta like prepare for these sorts of teams, or does he just in training? Right, we're just going to do more passing drills, more passing drills, passing drills, and uh, to finish off the day, more passing drills. Just- you do wonder if it, yeah, it's like there's a certain amount of ego there because he's because he was at Man City and worked under Pep, you know, for however many seasons that there that he in his mind he's like, yeah, well, you know. I was Pep's number two guy at Man City when he won the title. Like, you know what I mean? He's just sort of like, he won't be corrected. He's he's just so convinced that his way is the right way because he used to work for Pep. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else can we say? I mean, it's unfortunate that um, party wasn't there when we had to put up with another... Um, yeah, Xhaka in midfield and the likes. But. Captain Xhaka, yes. He was back yeah. with the captain's armband. Um, I mean... And he's going to sign I'm another contract. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, another big bit of news this week. Yep, signed a, an extension to his contract. So he's going to be here for at least an extra year with an option to extend it for a further year. Uh, so Great. we've got him till at least, uh, what was it, 2023, 2024? Uh, just, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. I mean, just looking at that starting 11, um, almost any of those players I feel would have, I would have been, I, I would have picked as captain. I mean, Tierney, for fuck's sake. Like, we've talked about him as a future Arsenal captain since he arrived. I mean, I give him the armband. Yeah. Why the fuck would you give it to Xhaka? Like, it, ugh. It's like I don't know. Is is Shaka like really 
buttering up uh, Arteta? Is he the only one who's sort of like calling him boss? All right, boss. How was your weekend, boss? You right, boss? Uh, how's, how's family, boss? It could be, yeah. It could be that just through like, yeah, just is because he's the only one that's like hook, line, and sinker buying into the philosophy, or at least acting like he's buying into the buying into the whole philosophy that Arteta's trying to impart on the team. That. The, yeah, Arteta sees him as like his key guy in the squad, but like you said, it could just be that he's sucking up to you know, like uh, like Ed Helms's character in The Office. You know, he's just trying to get as much face time with Arteta as he can to sort of curry favor with him. It, it's um, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it continues to to be baffling. I mean, speaking of you know, players getting on or Arteta getting on with players. I mean, today at time of recording, today you know, there's there's rumors that. Aubameyang, you know, whether or not he was genuinely ill uh, for the Brentford match, that he might be off, you know, he might be off. We might be selling him to, to Barcelona because he, him and Arteta don't get along. Yeah. It's been ever since uh, the uh, Tottenham game where he, where he was late. Was that because mm. of malaria? When did, when did he get malaria? Was that before the Tottenham game was out? And it was after, that was after he... Um, I think yeah, that was that was after he had malaria. I think. Yeah. So ever since that, and plus, you know, since he signed, since he signed the contract, like he hasn't really sort of turned up at all. He's sort of like just. It's the 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 classic kind of yeah big contract curse, isn't it? Like as soon as yeah. he, as soon as we tied him up, you know, tied him down on the contract and got him on the big wages. Um, yeah, suddenly the player, the player that he was last season seems to have vanished and he's been replaced. I mean, we talked about it before, you know, there's sort of mitigating circumstances as to why he maybe underperformed last season, but clearly there's, there does seem to be something not quite right between him and him and the boss, you know, yeah. him and, uh, him and Mikel. Um, and, it's only going to go one way. I mean, I don't think, even though Aubameyang's that you know he's the captain and he's you know the star player and everything. I don't think he did, he doesn't have the clout to get a manager sacked. I don't think we're not you know there's only a few players that could probably do that. You know, there's, there's only you know you're talking like like Messi and Ronaldo type yeah. players that could uh, <laughs> that could the, get a manager sacked where, versus it being the other way around. The whole Chelsea squad, two thousand eight to twenty. 12 <laughs> yeah. maybe the Lampard Terry Drogba people yeah that seemed like more of a, a team effort on their part though yeah. they would sort of just collectively down tools to get to get managers sacked but um yeah in, in a plus in a swap with Philippe Coutinho now in many ways mm. I do like Philippe Coutinho but uh I'm not sure I'm not sure I really uh want Philippe Coutinho I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I find that a bit of a weird one as well. I mean, it, it's it's funny because it, you know <laughs> the two stories came out almost simultaneously, like Barcelona announcing that they're over a, over a billion pounds in debt, um, and the fact that they're now suddenly interested in signing Aubameyang, and they're yeah, the, the the main way that they intend to do that is to swap him for Coutinho. I mean, I don't it. it it's not exactly like a like for like swap in terms of players. We we would really we would still need another like out and out goal scoring striker to replace him. Yeah. Um, 
plus Coutinho. I mean, he's a couple of years younger than Aubameyang, I mm. guess. But yeah, it, it, I, I, you'd you'd feel that Barcelona are getting the better out of that deal of the two yeah. teams if if that was out. It would have to be Coutinho plus a significant amount of cash for Arsenal to then spend on a, a striker. And we know that it's not going to be Tammy Abraham. Yeah, which I th- is I we. I think we're going to, I don't know. I, I'm annoyed that we didn't take the opportunity to sign him. I, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's annoying to watch him have to go to Roma and play under Mourinho. And yeah, when we could really do with a player like him at the moment. Yeah. And uh, it's just another, I don't know whether it's the uh, Mourinho pull because of the Chelsea connection, but. Um, why? Why would you go to Syria when you could just come down the road? We need you. We need you. We need yeah someone who can get get at least like fifteen goals or whatever a season. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know why. Why? Why go to Roma? I mean, yeah, he, he him and Aubameyang got like more or less. I think Aubameyang got fifteen goals in all competitions last season. Abraham got twelve. Uh, he's about 10 years younger than Aubameyang, uh, but in kind of a, a similar mold, you know, a similar type of player. But uh, yeah, yeah, why we didn't kind of make more of an effort to try and bring him to the club, even if it was just on loan for a season at first, you know, maybe a loan with an option to buy or whatever, just just for this season um, while we're out of Europe trying to get back into the, like, you know, the the top half of the table uh yeah it, it's uh yeah another another corker of a decision by arsenal's recruitment team yeah i'm starting to um i'm starting to question edu as our technical director i'm not sure he really has 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 a clue right now i'm, I'm sort of becoming edu skeptic as well it's not just arteta it seems to be uh mm. is Ed, edu not really good enough either as a as a technical director i i you know i give everyone benefit of doubt at first and then i see we've been a couple of years now who's he brought in who's who's he got rid of and it's like eh, mm, i'm uh, i'm on i'm starting to get a bit um skeptical yeah yeah it i like you said it's you think about like the the past two or three years since he came into the club and thinking about transfers that have been made in that time players that have been brought in um i mean was martinelli one of the uh, i'm yeah. just thinking because obviously there was a lot of brazilian there's been a lot of brazilian players coming into the side I, he he yeah. might have been one of them but yeah i mean a lot it's been a lot of uh it's mostly been like david Luiz and william and um yeah well, Pablo Mari, he was he's Spanish, but he was playing for a Brazilian team. But yeah, um, yeah, it's um, I personally am not really think you're all that good a uh, technical director. I went a bit uh, West Country farmer there. Um, mm. But um, this week, I have mostly been I'm out not, in. I'm not really sure about that. About that, <laughs> Edu fella, he's not. I don't think he's very good technical <laughs> director. Old bollocks, isn't it? Old old bollocks, he is. No good. Um, 
Speaking of Brazilian players and Barcelona, incidentally, there's apparently there is a there's another swap deal rumored to be in the offing um, between us. Well, for for Hector Bellerin and Emerson Royal mm. says uh, that's that's another rumor. I was, um, I was maybe I mixed up my rumors, but I did read about Martin Braithwaite being another one. I was like, oh yeah, let's get Martin <laughs> Braithwaite, Middlesbrough legend. Come on, man. <laughs> Ugh. Jesus. Oh, Braithwaite. Uh, I did see on um the BBC Sport website, I think it was during the during the West Ham Newcastle match, there were some West Ham fans saying that Braithwaite like fits the profile perfectly for like the type of player that we need. It was just like what <laughs> Yeah. Nobody at any club has ever said that. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just like, it, yeah, Braithwaite is exactly the type of player that we need. Signed M. Braithwaite. That's, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. What, how, how on earth he got the number nine shirt at Barcelona? How, how on earth he even got sight? But just. Fucking wild. He was, he was going literally nowhere in, in his career. He was playing for what? Leganes, how do you say Leganes, Leganes, Legan, and um, Legan. He 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 got snapped up because Barcelona had no striker, so they because they're Barcelona and they can basically run La Liga however they please. They're just like we're just going to sign a player outside of the transfer window. We don't. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's it's actually uh, it's actually. Fine. Yeah. No. It's you, yeah. well. You, any of you could have done this the entire time. Why didn't you? It's weird that no, 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 no one else yeah. thought to do this. That we're the only ones that thought to do this first. And then it's like, oh, we're now a billion pounds in debt. Um, you know, please feel sorry for us. And uh, no. Yeah. This this is karma for all the you know crap we had to go through with Fabregas and uh, that <laughs> Champions League game where Van Persie got sent off because yeah know, and that was the such final, a bullshit the game the final where uh, uh, was it Lehman got sent off in the yeah, final yeah yeah all of that bollocks. this this is karma bitch this yeah, is it's, I mean it, yeah it's, we, we talked about it last week how they've basically just been using Messi as like a get out of jail free card for forever you know the the whole thing of yeah. just sort of like ah well we've got you know we got the golden goose we got the guy that everybody wants to see so you gotta let us do what we want uh, I'm so glad that, I mean it's quite funny when um I saw the highlights of Barcelona when they you I mean they won four two so it's not like oh it's not like it's that bad um, yeah but uh they're all every single player kisses kisses the badge so it's like <laughs> You just corporate fools, you corporate goons, you yeah. are. You know, Bootlickers. Bootlicking bitches. Uh, <laughs> um, but back to Arsenal. Um, yeah, very bad first match. Um, a few key players out, obviously, but still no excuse really to have been playing that poorly. Yeah. Fair play um, to a uh, fair play to Brentford, you know they gave you know, yeah 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 I mean yeah you got to do the, the yeah the uh, the sort of compulsory condescending congratulations yeah. to the team. That Good job, little buddy. Yeah, tap nice. Pat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you're just but, the, the new Stoke. Welcome 
Stoke Stoke version. Uh, no, they're, I, they're I, a bit better than. I just heard. They're a bit better than Stoke, but uh, yeah. Because the um, the long throw, the long throw made me think, yeah, that's like Stoke. Yeah, and they got a stripy, they got a stripy kit as well, they? So yeah. Yeah, um, but um. Can't but, wait to yeah, be in a. No, I think they won't be in a really. We'll see. But if we are in really, it's going to be a fun relegation battle. It's going to be a fun relegation battle. <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be a big and lot of lot of teams potentially involved in it this this season. Yeah, but it's um. What else to talk about? Uh, oh, it's great that um, Man United got off to a flyer. Well, congratulations to Man United on winning the league. Uh, yeah, congratulations. congratulations to Manchester United for winning the the league in in record time. In record time, it's never been done. They've won it after a, they won it after a match, just a single game, just and they've, they've won the league. So, trophy is in the post uh, to to Man United uh, for beating uh, Leeds, uh, who I think they also beat like six nil last season or something like yeah. the way the leads play it's like it is they they do <laughs> they get battered at least a few times per season um i mean we even you know we we went like four nil up against them and very nearly almost ended up fucking that up didn't we but yeah. yeah um with regards to like other transfer rumors about arsenal i mean similarly to to how we would you know talking about last week it, it the situation isn't really any clearer there's just names being thrown about seemingly at random yeah um Odegaard is back in the mix apparently Real Madrid have lowered their potential asking price for him um which means that and I think that they the club the, the sort of the interest that they were showing in James Madison seems to have cooled um presumably because Leicester would be I mean it, it now that Jack Grealish has gone to Man City for a hundred million quid, Leicester can pretty much ask for whatever they want yeah. for <laughs> for Madison. Um, so yeah, from Arsenal's point of view, they're probably looking elsewhere for other midfielders. So yeah, Erdegaard is is again kind of in the uh, in in the potential mix. There, there's, I mean, there's, yeah, the article I'm looking at here saying that it, it could be another another loan. Or it could be that yeah, we just try and buy him outright. Um, Locatelli again is like a, this seems to sort of go back and forth. I don't because I don't think Locatelli doesn't seem to want to come to Arsenal. Like he's he <laughs> he, uh, which is fair enough. I mean, there's no reason for him to you know he's, he's <laughs> he was one of the standout players at the Euros, um, so he could go pretty much wherever he wants, but. Yeah, um, he doesn't seem to want to to go, but we're still still being linked with him. Juventus apparently don't want to sign him this season, so Arsenal are supposed to take some encouragement from that. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. I think there those was, are sort uh, of the, there was a brief um, rumor of Antonio Conte being a potential replacement if Arteta were to be sacked, and uh, yes. I welcome it. I welcome. Uh, at this yeah. point, I'm desperate for anybody. If you've got any experience, if you're, <laughs> I'd, well, careful what you wish for. Careful yeah. what you wish for, because we we'll end up with Sam money, we could, Yeah, we could end up with someone really crap if 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 that's kind of the route we end up going down. But Conte would be. I mean, you know, he's obviously he's managed in the Premiership before. He's won the league before. Um, he's got experience kind of all over Europe. He's a he's a, a, a natural winner. 
Um, but he's got, you know, he's got a reputation for, you know, getting teams organized and playing, uh, playing a certain way, you know, like being able to kind of imprint a, a, a kind of clear ethos on how he wants people to play, how he wants them to defend and everything. Um, Whereas what we've got at the moment is just like a big fucking mess where nobody seems clear on what their role is. Yeah. He won't put up with any egos. They'll be out the door. Much like That's true, yeah. Diego Costa, he just told him, nah, I don't want you. Get out. Yeah. Out. Out, you slag. Costa, you slag. Um, you slag. Oh, That's no, he's, sounds like. he's joined uh, some Brazilian club, but Athletic yeah. Minero now. He's he's found a club. Congratulations to Diego Costa for finding a club. Oh, finally found his feet. Yeah, glad to see him thriving. Glad to see, him. Glad to um, see you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, is that, I think that in, in terms of like the main kind of Arsenal rumours, that's kind of it, isn't yeah. it? Um, well, there's all just talk I'm, about like, yeah, Bellerin or Cedric being sold. And, um Yeah. Maybe Reese Nelson the, going on loan to Palace, possibly. But, yeah. Um, but other than that, it's usual. Um, but it, yeah, the, the 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 thing I saw today said that I think that yeah, the Arsenal board have like sanctioned up to three more transfers for Arteta, which is a weird way of doing it. It's sort of like like it feels like normally they'd like just give you a budget and be like you know you got this much money but instead it's like no you can make three transfers it's just sort of like okay well that's like a weird arbitrary number uh okay well can one of the transfers be erling Haaland? yeah because that would really help we'll probably need an actual backup goalkeeper because um who we only have root runarsen and is is it yeah uh, that hein guy and uh, we don't really have anybody with actual experience. I mean, there's also there was like rumor of um, Neto Barcelona goalkeeper is another one I mm. saw, but uh, Aaron Ramsdale that that sort of fell apart. That probably won't happen now. But um, yeah, I yeah, think that I think yeah, we Sheffield need to United get keep, a. Was, yeah, Sheffield United did also, keep a hold of him. There was also Onana. I think his name is. He was Ajax. Oh yeah, that that. That was like a couple of months ago now, but that sort of was quietened down. Well, I think, again, yeah, because there's a whole thing about he's got to serve a ban, hasn't he? Like he's, yeah. he's, he had like a one-year ban for accidentally <laughs> accidentally doping. He took, he took some of his wife's medication for something and it's got a substance in it that meant he failed a drugs test. Yeah. Yes, but um, we're gonna go, it's going to be great. We're going to go into a season with no real sort of backup goalkeeper and, and uh, yeah. It's going to be, it's I going mean, to at be one time we were linked with uh, with that David uh, David Raya, uh, uh, Brentford's goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, he looks <laughs> he looks all right. I mean, compared to yeah. what else we've got, I mean, can't we have him? You, you wait. Yeah, there was um, there was one player I saw on the weekend plays for Strasbourg. He's big centre forward, um, um, a joker, I think his name is. He's really tall, works hard. He's thumping. Power bullet header, but um, mm. yeah, I looked, I liked him, but um, no, nah. it, it, it's um, more important that uh, we need we need a second goalkeeper first of all, and maybe yeah. I don't know, maybe this is a season that yeah you know, we haven't mentioned Willock either. Oh god, we sold Willock. That was the other one. Yeah, well, that yeah, that was in the that was in the offing of, uh, when we were doing last week's episode. But it's official now. Yep, he's gone. Um, yeah, we've, you know, we've we've picked up uh, twenty five million 
uh, or so for him. Um, so hopefully that gets used to strengthen the uh, the hole that he leaves in the squad. We'll uh, catering. We'll have some yeah. nice, nice extra really nice waitros. Ex- nice waitros. Yeah, nice waitress stuff in the ca- in the canteen. Yeah, yeah. Money would be well spent. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's yeah. Willock is is officially gone. Willock is gone. Xhaka is staying. Yeah, uh, woohoo! That's, that's how Pretty things great. are currently. Um, Simply epic. Yeah. Mm-mm. No bueno. Um, I'm going to take. Uh, a break earlier in the episode than usual. Uh, back in a minute. I've just been having a little go on this little harp thing that, uh, sweet. I can play. I tuned it to F major so I can play the Junior Funners intro. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, well, that's staying in. Um, yeah. Back from the break. Um, so, yeah, we, we sort of covered everything uh, in terms of Arsenal news um, with regards to sort of football at large. Um, well, uh, <laughs> Tottenham proved, uh, definitively that they don't even need Harry they Kane. They don't even need him. So what's the big deal? Just let him go to Manchester exactly. City. Just let him what's, go. <laughs> what's the, what's the hold up, bruh? Just let him, let. Although conversely, uh, we, the, uh, Man City also don't even need Harry Kane, uh, depending on which pundits you listen to. If you listen to, uh, you know, the really the ones who know what they're talking about, like Danny Murphy, you know, the the ones who <laughs> tell it tell it like it is, yeah, who write articles, Danny Murphy, aka Lawrence and Junior, yes, who uh, <laughs> who uh, you know writes like a middle school child. Mm. Man City don't need Harry Kane because they already have good players that are really good, and I will name each mm. player who's really good. In case you didn't know which players play for Manchester <laughs> City. <laughs> And uh, I will list them off one by one to fill up space on this article that I have to write as part of my job as pundit on BBC. <laughs> but they've got, uh, <laughs> they got Raheem Sterling, who's really good. They've also got Baran Torres, who's also really good. They also have uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who is also really good. Wow. I never they, thought about it like that, Danny Murphy, but uh, yeah, you've offered he, some real insight there. He got uh, how many was X number of goals and X number of assists last season, so he is really good. And they also have lots of really good players. And they also uh, they they also won the title uh, last season uh, without also- Harry Kane. So that proves that they they can win the title without him. So they do not need him. They do Thank not you, need goodbye. that. They do not need him because I, uh, I said so. Because I'm pundit and you're not. It doesn't even talk <laughs> like that. I had, to write, I had to write a column this week and uh, couldn't think of nothing else. So, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, he doesn't even talk like that. He talks more like that. No, no. He's, he's got that scouse. But, um, 
He d- I, can't, I can't do a Danny Murphy. Yeah. He's a scouser. He's a, yeah. <laughs> he talk. Um, what, yeah, what is Danny, Danny Murphy sort of like? Uh, he's weak and bare and dare uh, well, he's, got, but, yeah. well, he's got goals in his game, but... Um, he's got goals to his game. I think game, overall they'll be all right. But the end of the day, like Steve McManaman. Common sense has gone out the window. Um, VAR is it's ruining the game. For me, for me, it's ruining the game. I can't. For me, it's ruining the game. McManaman. Um. That's two scouts. <laughs> I'm going two scouts. Yeah, McManaman is like the other, like completely the other end of the scale. He's like scouts plus. He's scouts there's, extra. There's someone like Paul McCord, he's, he's a bit more posh <laughs> scouts you need to talk Well, I think, about. yeah, because well, Danny Murphy also, I mean, he spent a lot of his career playing in London, didn't he? So I think he's sort of, he's kind of just naturally kind of yeah. lost a bit of the accent Maybe, I think, where he because yeah. where he played because he played for Fulham for ages as well yeah. didn't he as well as Liverpool um, so I think yeah he's just sort of naturally uh, softened his, his Scouse accent over time it's been kind of blunted it's, it, I'm not a fan of um, Simon Jordan on, on um, talk sport talk spurs but um, when it's Simon Jordan and uh, Danny Murphy it's it's kind of like it's 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 you know relatively articulate person versus you know your your typical basic pundit really, but yeah. Simon Jordan, with all due respect, uh, <laughs> Arsenal are crap. I, yeah. uh, with all due respect, Arsenal are crap, and I hate Arsenal. <laughs> uh, Bob Mortimer does a very good Simon Jordan impression <laughs> on the Athletic Men's podcast. Uh, it's very God, funny. Listen, I've got to this, um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. So. Harry Kane uh, can basically do whatever he wants, I guess, is the moral of that yeah. story. Oh, um, you watching Harry Kane? Yeah. I'm sure, um, I'm sure Spurs are was... going to... Spurs are going to, you know, uh, challenge for the title without him. Trounce um, it. Yeah. Already. Easily. And uh, City are also going to probably win the title without him. So he's kind of stuck in the middle nobody wants him nobody, nobody wants Harry Kane anymore he's the Sado <laughs> Barahino of his generation he's just <laughs> the Daniel Sturridge of uh, of our times oh yeah um, what happened to man. Daniel Sturridge where is he these days where is um, he? last time I saw he was in Turkey but yeah I think he this is oh man I'd have to research I'm gonna look it up we're doing, we're doing another well, live well, fact check. While he's talking, I'm just going to talk like Danny. I'm trying to get my Danny uh, Murphy. Like, nah, I can't do it. Nah, Danny, I, like I said, he's, he's more he's more dour. He's kind of more, you know, he's, it's, it's, comes, it's, it's slower it and it's out. deeper. No, that's, that's too northern. That's it too Lancashire. <laughs> that's, that, was, that was Lancashire. Come on, I need more scales. I can't do... Whenever um, I do scales, it just ends up sounding like, talk like that. It's just sound like, you're wach, mate. Yeah, kind of the caricature. Um, version of a Scouse accent. Yeah. So he's at uh, Trab Trabs Trabzonspor, hmm. the Turkish team. Um. Uh. Looks as I think he might. Is he? Is he a free agent now? I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, his contract's been mutually terminated. Uh, he received a... Oh. <laughs> so on March the 2nd, 2020, Sturridge was released from the club, having had his contract mutually terminated. He scored seven goals in 16 games. The same day, he received a four-month worldwide ban for breaching betting rules. Mm. Um, so I think he... That's what he's up to. I think I saw like maybe an in- 
was half an interview of him where he's kind of more like becoming like a sort of um, life coach, if you will, maybe sort of like, you know. Oh, no. Maybe sort of here, I here you, people can learn from me and my mistakes and what I've done and all these things. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but thing is with me, I, I watch halfway through it and I get bored. And I sort of like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, also it's like, it's a crock of shit. I mean, all that stuff is kind of bollocks yeah. anyway, isn't it? But it, it, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what Daniel Sturridge is up to now. Um, the only other football story I kind of wanted to touch on was um, the, uh, have, you, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? It's uh, the, the Galatasaray defender getting sent off. I did not see this. What's all this about? He, um, so <laughs> the Galatasaray defender, Markow, this is uh, coming from the uh, BBC Sport website, uh, was red carded after headbutting and punching his own teammate yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, great. He, um, let's have a look. Yeah, so they, it was a, yeah, they, they, they ended up winning 2-0, but he appeared to take something, he, yeah, so he appeared to take exception to something that uh, Aktakoglu, uh, Kar- yeah, Mohamed Karem, Actor Koglu, um, who's a, a winger for for Galatasaray, um, said to him, and then he also apparently did the kind of shush gesture, put his fingers to his lips, and kind of told him to be quiet. Um, that resulted in Markow running from his own half uh, up <laughs> all the way up the pitch to headbutt and throw punches at the winger, um, who then had to be restrained by his own teammates before he was shown a red card. Um, the Galatasaray manager Fatih Tarim said it is not a common occurrence which (laughs) I mean I can say that again Um, we all have all kinds of arguments in the dressing room and on the field this is the first time I have seen such a position with his own teammate on the field Um, yeah it was uh, Mm. yeah it was a a straight red (laughs) Showed, yeah, he was shown a straight red after a video review uh, and is likely to face a lengthy suspension. So I like the fact that, um, yeah, I like the fact that the ref looked at the tape before showing him the red card uh, just to make sure that he, you know, tried to nut the guy. Yeah, VAR was used at least in that scenario. Mm. That's, that's very good. I'm, we're all for VAR yeah. here. One of the occasions that VAR got it right. That's yeah. yeah. Now that's that's how to do Danny Murphy. If you j- just slag off VAR constantly, it's ruining the game. It's ruining it's ru- the game. For me, it's ruining the game. It's uh, in my day, waste of waste of money. It's in an insult. Day, it's an insult to the fans. In my um, day, a player could have handballed it, and it would have got in the goal, and nobody would have complained. Yeah, famously, football fans would never have complained. Famous, I mean, football fans rarely complain. It's, um, it's just, you know, I could literally stand offside and no, and, no, and pass get past the ball, chip over, and no one would, no one complain because you know we just got on with it like men. We were men back then. Now, now they're yeah. all sissy men. Yeah, we were men. We were we were big, fat, overweight, fucking <laughs> alcoholics that smoked all the time. We could we go were, to the yeah. pub. And get into fights. It was great. Yep. But now, and then we go to training the next day, and we fight again. My my northern accent is all over the place. I've gone from Liverpool to Manchester in no time at all. Yeah, you really are a you're a you're a soft southern uh, dandy. You got no idea how to no talk like a proper northerner. No, yeah, embarrassing, (laughs) embarrassing. 
yeah, so yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was the only other football story that uh, that I that I had there. Just sort of a a, a light hearted and finally uh, type uh, type. Did story they make there. up in the uh, in the tunnel the end of the game? They make up. Yeah, else? they fucked in the ass. If that's what you're implying. Wait, what? What, <laughs> what do you mean by tunnel? Um, watch out. I, well, you know, like they it's that's such a cliche line I hear like um, pundits say is like, "Oh, we made up in yeah. the tunnel in the after the game." Yeah, oh, I'm sure they'll have words in the tunnel after the game. And I'm sure you have words with the referee in the tunnel after the game. That's not yeah. all that. Okay, you gotta you gotta stop doing that voice before you upset somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what everyone would be fine. Uh, what was quite funny was um, the uh, the spat that between Michael Richards and Graham Soonis, I thought was was like I didn't I I didn't see that but um, I mean because, I'm glad that uh, somebody's Graham standing Seuss up to Soonis. Um, yeah, I mean Graham Soonis at some point had to literally turn his back from the <laughs> talking to the rest of the because I think he was getting a bit annoyed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah. quite funny. It was because I mean, Michael yeah, Richards Andy- was saying, like, you know, Harry Kane, he, he doesn't even turn up the training and he doesn't get the flack that Pogba does. You know, if Pogba was doing this, they'd all be slating him, casting, you know. And, yeah. Um, and Graham Simmons was just like, oh, that's a, I can't, I'm going to do my Scottish now, I'm going to just to wind everyone up. That's a different <laughs> issue. That's a different issue. Yeah. That's a different yeah. story. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a different issue. The issue being that Graham Soonish just doesn't like Paul Pogba. Like, yeah. no, like <laughs> nothing Pogba will ever do will be enough to to convince Soonish that he's good. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, obviously it's a different issue. Yeah, but it was just it was just quite funny to see. Mm. Michael Richards is all over the place. He's he's one. He's on Radio Five Live. He's on Sky Sports. He's on Premier League TV. He's. Be- I don't. I don't mind it. He's all over. He's I, you know, just, he's, he's, he's he's one yeah. of the he's one of the better you know current crop of pundits. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, I'm glad that I'm glad that he's standing up to Soonest because I'd rather listen to Michael Richards than well, Soonest any day. He's he's got he's got that big mass. You know, he's a, he's a big guy. You know, he could take him up. Oh yeah, he's a, he's 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 an absolute unit. He is he's a, a tank. U- he's a tank. Absolutely tank. In awe of the size of that lad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, was that is that it for football? Is there, is there any other football stuff? Uh, well, nah. It's uh, apart from PSG, that was about it. Just all the all the best stuff with Messi, and uh, we've talked about. I mean, we that. we kind of covered yeah. that, didn't we? Um, United are going to win. There, he's yeah, gone. United won the league. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, yep. Yep, good job. Chelsea signed Lukaku, and he can't wait because his first game is against Arsenal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose that's yeah. We got to talk about the Chelsea game coming up. Um, what's your prediction for that? <laughs> Do you know? Funny enough, I would not be surprised if he bloody won that game. You know, not, <laughs> yeah, and then maybe not this time. I think uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't be surprised. I would be very surprised if we won. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it'd be nice because Arteta, I think, is much more of a defensive coach than he realizes. He want he's like a I've got a serious identity crisis. He wants to be Guardiola, but he's more much more suited to just play low block counter attack. 
that's his that he seems to be much better at that than yeah. trying to trying to play the Guardiola way. Yeah. Yeah. Or that I or maybe that's just this current Arsenal team. And that's that as well. Yeah. Just what it's capable of, you know. <laughs> it's it's be, you know, it's better suited to just playing that kind of counter attacking style at the moment. We just don't have we don't have the quality to play the Pep way. Um, no. So, yeah, maybe just play to the strengths and, and do that. But I, we'll see. We've got a weirdly good recent record against Chelsea. Um, but I'm going to say, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say 3-1 to Chelsea. A, 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 heavy, a heavy home defeat, the mm. first for home, uh, home match of the game for, for us. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be more generous and say um, four 0 Chelsea. No, um, <laughs> more generous to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> four four 0 four 0 Chelsea. They're just gonna. I I I think they'll be out for blood. They'll be they'll be uh, they'll be uh, like you know not this time, not this time. Lukaku does love to score against us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that is. I can't I can't see possible. Ben White. Taking on Lukaku, I I can't unless we don't really have a no. Big, I mean, he'll just big physical. He'll just bounce senpai. off him. Yeah, everyone, everyone will just bounce off him. I mean, it's it's yeah. I kind of feel like maybe we should just we need big. for some games maybe we need like a like a you know big hulking centre back, but we we want to go for the dainty little ball playing ones nowadays, don't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that get injured real easily. Yeah. You know, like that's that's our style. <laughs> no more Keo, no more Tony Adams, no more Sol Campbell. It's all you know. No. We want we want fancy little men. Yeah. We want a little nice you know. Um okay. So if that's if that's it for the football, um I'm gonna uh we're gonna uh, revisit a feature that we haven't done for a while. Um Ollie's movie recap. Um, so in previous episodes of, you know, recapped, uh, Beverly Hills Cop and what was the other one? Uh, uh, the Queen, the Queen's Gambit, which is not a movie, it's a TV show, but you know, you get the idea. But it looks um, like a movie. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it's filmed like it's very cinematic. The, the, the chess, the, the chess, uh, sequences are like, like battles. It's yeah. uh, it's it's like watching a, it's like watching the battlefield. Uh, 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 yeah, um, yeah. So this time we're going to do a recap of it's it, it sort of in keeping with the recent theme that basically time is a flat circle and it's it's two thousand and one again. Um, you know, we got we got Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez getting back together. Great. Um, and we got uh, you know big. Uh, Big comebacks in the form of you know Brendan Fraser is is coming back to Woo-hoo. Hollywood, and then the other big comeback in the news is the the Taliban. Of course, oh, Taliban's yeah. back. Uh, they're back, and they're long they're, time no see. They're, they're pissed. They're bigger than ever. They, they are mad as heck. They're mad as heck, and they're not going to take it anymore. Um, those those Taliban fellas. Um, and of course, at the end of this year, we are uh, we're we're going to be. I, I mean, unless it gets, I mean, everything's getting delayed at the moment, but. We are apparently getting a, a, a fourth Matrix film, um, you know. So again, you know, what? it's it's two thousand and one. You know, it's we're, we're get the the Matrix is cool again. Uh, apparently, Epic Bacon, <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves, 
it's uh, I like Keanu it, Reeves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, who doesn't love Keanu? He's he's great. Um, I mean, just looking up what information there is available about it currently, it, it's it's uh, it's called Untitled Fourth Matrix Film. Um, so it hasn't been given a proper title yet. Um, it's only going to be Matrix. It'll probably be something like that. Yeah, that's that's the trend at the moment. You know, like with Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad. The Suicide so there's already been a The Matrix. So this this will either be Matrix, just singular, like no definite article, or maybe Matrixes, whatever the ma- matrices, whatever <laughs> whatever the, the matri. May try, yeah, whatever the plural of Matrix is. Um, it'll be something stupid like that. Um, and it's only it, it's only one of the Waka Wakakowskis uh, doing it this time instead of the, the, the two of them. I think one of them's uh, busy or something. So it's, it's just one Wakakowski. Um, and interestingly enough, it's, so Keanu's back on board, obviously. Can't do a, can't do a Matrix film without you know, without, uh, without Keanu, um, Carrie Ann Moss is, is back as Trinity, uh, which is going to be interesting because she, I mean, spoilers for, you know, the third matrix film that came out like 20 years ago. Uh, but she dies in the third film, like, you know, like on screen, like pretty definitively she dies. I'm going to, um, I'm going to predict that she will be the bad guy. Ooh, that would be probably too interesting. Probably too interesting for them to do uh, in, a, in a film like this, to be honest. Um, right. But yeah, they're coming back. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character is coming back. And um, that's about it uh, in terms of... So basically, they're doing a Matrix film with no Lawrence Fishburne and what? no Hugo Weaving. Uh, so the the two... <laughs> The two most interesting and coolest characters are not going to be in the film. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Interesting to see how that is going to turn out, to be honest. Um, Yeah. It does have... The cast does also include Neil Patrick Harris. Pete Davidson. He'll probably be... What? Pete Davidson. Um. He's going to be providing the comic relief. Yeah, and... Yeah, um, it'll be yeah. It's it, it, it'll be showing sort of like a you know a, a horrible dystopian future where Jim Davidson is the comic relief. Pete Pete Davidson, not Jim. Davidson. Oh, but I think it's a Jim Davidson. No, no, like, not man, Jim that Davidson. Would be, that would be stunt casting. Pete Pete um, Dav- Pete Pete Davidson could probably show up in it. I mean, he looks because like so much of the Matrix is sort of set in like you know like people that are like you know weird underground freaks i mean he yeah. looks like a mole person so yeah. you know that that that's that's doable neil patrick house probably be doing some like you know like kind of like raised eyebrow kind of like uh mm, okay kind of you know that that sort of thing like a, a sort of how i met your mother style uh humor um but yeah the 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 sort of primary villain of the the series is not going to be in it they've got one of the other actors who was like one of the 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 other agents uh so presumably he'll just become like the main bad guy you know they need that they can't have a bad guy that's not just like a guy in a suit with sunglasses so they'll just get the one guy they could get to come back instead of hugo weaving uh to to do that 
but uh, yeah, that is apparently coming out at the end of this year, um, December 2020. So stay tuned for untitled fourth Matrix film. Um, but if it's been a while since you've uh, you know watched the the series, let me reacquaint you with the the first movie. Um, so it all begins with uh, Thomas Anderson, aka Neil. Um, he's a he's a hacker and a programmer and a and a web punk. Uh, this is uh, so, and he's he's Keanu Reeves. Uh, he's yeah, Keanu Reeves is is, is Neil. Um, so after talking to his computer, um, he goes on a night out with some friends, and he meets a babe uh, who tells him about the the guy that was in his computer earlier that he was talking to. Um, and then the next day at work, he gets arrested by the government for talking to Morbius, who is the uh, the guy in the computer. Is he's, he's he's Morbius, um, and the government guys stick like a weird robot bug in his belly button. Um, just for fun. It's unclear why they do that. It, it's some sort of like because they do it, and then he immediately wakes up, and it's like there's no bug inside. Like there's nothing like moving around under his skin, so you kind of like oh, okay. Um, after getting the bug removed, though, by his new computer friends who uh, pick him up in their car, um, Neo finally meets Morbius, and he takes a pill before uh, he. So he takes a pill, and then he wakes up in a toilet filled with jelly, um, and he's then. <laughs> almost immediately flushed out of the toilet into an alleyway where he's picked up by a spaceship. Um, and so once he's aboard the spaceship, Morbius explains to Neil that his whole life and our entire world, cause he's, you know, he, Neil's like, he's just like a normal guy. That's like the whole point, you know, um, except that he's really good at, uh, you know, computer hacking and, and uh, programming and web d- designing. Um, so yeah, that's the our entire world is it's a fake computer simulation, and what? the actual world is uh, is all gross and depressing oh, because man. of a war between humans and machines. Oh, um, <laughs> stop me if you've heard this one before. That's uh, pretty any of this random. Kind of sound a little familiar? It's pretty. It it's is pretty, pretty random. The Matrix is a pretty random film. Like don't don't go into it expecting it to be kind of like you know straight ahead and. You know that you think you're going to know what's going on. I was it gets, for, it's pretty random. I was hoping for a rom-com, maybe a few sark- mm. snarky quips from Keanu Reeves. I guess we're doing this now. That is the one thing that kind of has, because uh, there's a lot of stuff about the Matrix that hasn't aged very well, um, particularly. But one of the things that, like, that I do appreciate about it is that it is, it's completely earnest. Like it is, you know, it, it's it's very corny. But it's there is none of that kind of like like I said that kind of like Neil Patrick Harris kind of raised eyebrow kind of like um um I okay. guess I knew how to do jujitsu uh like yeah I guess okay. I know kung fu now uh, um that just happened you know there's there's none of that bullshit you know they they fly now they fly now they're flying Jerry they fly uh, now they fly yeah. now um anyway. Yeah, so the, the uh, our world is is fake. Uh, the real world is all like gross and depressing because of the war between humans and machines. Um, and Neil is the only one who can end the war because he's really good on the computer. Um, yeah. So after adjusting to life outside of the titular matrix, which is the that's the the fake world that we all live in, mm. um, Neil matrix. says to the. Mm. The t- <laughs> an XXX parody. The it's nothing matrix. but tits everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> um, 
So after, yeah, adjusting to, to life outside of the, the Matrix, Neil says to the babe, I can never go back, can I? To which she says, that's right. Uh, and then in the next scene, uh, they go back. Uh, they, they immediately, <laughs> after that exchange, they more or less immediately go back into the Matrix. Um, because Neil has to meet the Oracle, um, who it's sort of like a, she's like kind of straight out of like a Stephen King book or something. She's, she's a wise old black lady who loves to bake cookies and just happens to be able to tell the future. Um, and she tells Neil, uh, he might not actually be the, 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 you know, he might not be that good at the computer after all. And that Morbius might be uh, wrong, but he shouldn't worry about it. You know, don't be so yeah. hard on yourself. Is like, is, just, is her thing. Just keep posting. Just, just, just post through it. Just, just post through it. <laughs> just post through it. Um, the gang are then double crossed by, uh, by Joey pants. Um, who, <laughs> I mean, this, I, <laughs> I'd say this is a spoiler, but I mean, f- first of all, the film is, you know, it's, it's more than 20 years old, but also it's like from the very first scene that he's introduced, if you can't work out that he's going to be a bad guy, uh, then yeah. you should just stop breathing because it's like he, he's, he's got a completely shaved head handlebar handlebar mustache, mustache. <laughs> and a, yeah, like a little soul patch and he's and wearing he's like big leather trench at- coat. Staring at his fork with evil beady eyes. Yeah, it's so clear that he's going to turn out to be a bad guy. Um, So yeah, he kills off most of Morbius's crew, but then he gets electrocuted by a big gun uh, that's wielded by one of the crew members that wasn't quite dead yet. Um, And then uh, while that's all happening, Morbius has been kidnapped by the government guys from before uh, because he knows where the, the city of Zion is and they want him to... uh, They want him to... Tell them where where Zion is on on, and it's, on Google Earth. It's like, can you well, I was going to say, it's very refreshing speak? to see male characters asking for directions. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Whoa, topical. I'm sure exactly. the the incels will be protesting this film. I'm sure mm. they'll be out on the streets. Yeah, we need a lot of men's rights, men's rights, and MRA. matrix rights activists. I mean, they love to talk Matrix about the red rights. pill, don't they? That's, that's their whole... <laughs> Why don't they get... That's, that's what MRA means, isn't it? I want to steal these these jokes. <laughs> MRA, <laughs> Matrix rights activist. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's great. Oh, shit. Sorry, I'm just topping off my beer here. By which I mean I'm sucking off my beer's dick. <laughs> that's what I mean by topping off. Hell yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Morbius is, is kidnapped. So after shooting up the lobby of an office building, um, the uh, uh, Neil and the babe do that. They sh- they just shoot up, like, a the, the lobby of, like, a big office building. Um, the babe does 9-11 into another building with a helicopter. Damn. Uh, and Neil does kung fu on all the government men <laughs> before uh, turning into a hallway and eating them. Uh, it's pretty trippy. And then uh, at the very end, uh, Neil talks on a a payphone to somebody and then he flies away like Poochie uh, in that episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) And then Rage Against the Machine starts playing over the credits and it's fucking awesome. What's, uh, yeah. I remember that band when I was a kid. Tony Hawk's too. (laughs) I like to rage against the machine the old fashioned way. What What if we raged on the machine's behalf? (laughs) <laughs> what if we uh what if it's like that meme like what if we kiss like uh, what if we raged against the machine 
lights out. Um, girl inter... Oh, no, that, I can't go. I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. I've ruined no, it. Ruined the vibe. That's obvious. Um, ruined the vibe. But yeah, that's The Matrix. Um, maybe I'll do... 11 out uh, of 10. Yeah, I, I give it... F- uh, yeah, I give it... F- uh, um, what's like a good uh i'm trying to think of like a i can't like instead of stars what would the thing what would the matrix be i give it uh ne- some sh- neos some shades sunglasses shade yeah i give i give it uh like um phone booths yeah i give it like i, I give it uh f- four four big cyberpunk boots out of five nice um because it's the first, in all seriousness, the first Matrix film. Because I, I, I <laughs> this may surprise you. I've recently rewatched uh, the the Matrix films for the the first time as an adult. Like literally, like the last time I would have watched. Um, I think the sequels I probably watched slightly more recently, but still, I would have been a teenager, and I don't think I'd like watched the first one properly since I was a kid. Um. So it's been well over 10 years, maybe 15 years since I've seen like all of them properly. Um, the first one, you know, holds up. Like I said, it's, it's, it's corny. And, you know, some of the stuff hasn't aged particularly well just because it was like, while it was groundbreaking at the time, it, now it kind of looks, uh, you know, quite a bit creaky and a bit lame in the same way that, you know, everything that was groundbreaking in its time, things catch up to it you know it, it now long it now no longer looks as quite as impressive just because everything's kind of progressed but um you know it, it's kind of it's it's a sci-fi film but it's it, it's sort of in the mold of kind of like a it's almost like a terry gilliam type thing you know it's, it's got like a kind of brazil or 12 monkeys kind of vibe to it um and there's some cool kind of like body horror stuff in it as well like like i, I mentioned about like the robot bug going into uh keanu reeves stomach and stuff it's that cool kind of like David Cronenberg kind of squirmy kind of weird body horror stuff. There's, there's some of that in there. Um, and then the sequels are just, uh, are just, uh, star Wars films. They're, they're just, yeah. they're like, they're just straight up like attack of the clones. Like it, all the stuff that's kind of set up in the first film, like the first film spends so much time setting up like the, the world and everything and kind of like the rules of what's going on. And then the second two films just keep inventing new stuff, and they don't, like they don't do anything with the stuff that's been set up in the first film. Um, yeah, and there's some real, <laughs> there's some it is is kind of uh, creaky as some of the stuff in the first film looks. There's some real bad CGI, like full on like PS2 graphics stuff, especially in the the fights between um, <laughs> the fights between Keanu Reeves and Hugo Weaving. Um, it, it's it's insane that like when people first saw it back in, you know, 2003 or whenever it was in the cinema, they probably, you know, they would have been, it would have been like the, you know, that old footage of the train coming towards the camera, you know, people would have been like, Oh my God, the train's coming at the camera. You know, that's, they would have been, that would have been what was happening. They're like, Oh my God, he threw Hugo weaving into the, and there's like 50 Hugo weavings and they all look completely real. And you look at it now and it's like a, it's it, it's like a Snapchat filter where you could just have like fifty of the same guy. <laughs> it it look it's it looks insane. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> wasn't there a def? I I 
I go. I went into it expecting a deft hear a Deftone song, and I didn't hear one. I could in the second one. I think, and uh, I was like, I mean, there's a lot of that type of music in it. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I mean, I'm it, wrong. it seems like the kind of thing they'd have done. Yeah. And then then um, they had the 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 orgy scene. The orgy. They had, they, they all have big party. They'll they all be fucking. Yeah, that's second. They always, they always take has... time out to uh, to fuck, even though it's like dystopian, horror, horrific. Robots could come get us any minute. We got, we can take some time out. Yeah, to that... fuck. don't worry, everyone. We'll have a party. That, that um, yeah, that that scene literally starts with like, oh, we've got like you know like thirty six hours before the robots you know descend on us and kill everybody. Let's have a party! Like it's it, just fuck. It's going yeah, the bang. It's, that second movie is like really weirdly horny because there is there's a lot of like um, there's obviously that yeah that big like underground rave that turns into the weird orgy where everybody's like grinding on each other and shit and then but that's like intercut with like Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss just like legitimately like fucking um, and then there's like yeah there's there's like that scene later on where. Uh, there's that guy, the weird French guy, who's like, he's like the hacker or something. I, he like he controls stuff somehow. I he's can't even D- remember. Like, one of them has a DJ set up. He managed to like come up with uh, music. Yeah, that still exists. That still exists in in the future. Um, they got WKDs. The they got vodkas. Yeah. They got all all the all the stuff. <laughs> But yeah, there's that that French guy that's like he's like the hacker or something. They go see him because they need to find the the keymaster or something. Like he, there's a character who like makes keys. Like that's his whole thing. So obviously they need to go the 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 sort of the the MacGuffin as old as time in cinema itself. The the key they have to go find a key. Um, yeah. And this French guy knows how to do it. And uh, he's like. Look how powerful I am. I've made it so that that woman over there, because they're in a restaurant, he's like, that woman over there is going to fucking come from eating a slice of chocolate cake. And it's like, there's just this weird sequence where this woman eats a bite of chocolate cake and like has to get up from the table to excuse herself because she's going like full on when Harry met Sally. She's, like, it, she's it, it, it's organisming. Yeah, it's like it just for no reason. It's so weird. And then I think it, almost immediately after that, like Monica Bellucci's character is like, "I'll help you" because she's married to the weird French guy. She's like, "I'll help you because I hate my husband, but I'll only help you if you kiss me." Like she wants, <laughs> she wants Keanu to like make out with her in front of his girlfriend, uh, otherwise she won't help them. It, and again, that doesn't lead to anything. There's no like love triangle or anything set up there where it's yeah. like. He has to choose between the two of them. Like it's just choose. there because it's like, what if we kissed right now? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. It's that second film is like very weirdly horny, and I think it, it's it explains why it was so popular with like teenage boys in that demographic for so long. Even though it's you know yeah really not that good of a film. Um, I just looked up the soundtrack for Matrix Reloaded, or that well I say soundtrack. It, Matrix Reloaded the album. Because you know, back then it was yeah. like every uh, every movie had to have like you know the album music from and inspired by the film. Surely the Batman Forever film started all that having a whole load of pop songs. Man, and stuff I was 
I was talking about this recently. Like that Batman Forever soundtrack is like insanely stacked because it's like you obviously you got like Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like like Method Man did a, a song called The Riddler where he's like rapping from the point of view of Jim Carrey's The Riddler, but it it has no right to be as good as it is. It fucking slaps. He released like an EP uh, to promote like that single, and then there's like. Uh, Bad Days by the Flaming Lips is also on the soundtrack. Again, it's like it's very prominently in the film when like Jim Carrey first starts to kind of become the Riddler. You know, he start, he's working on his Riddler persona, and there's this Flaming Lips song in the background. Um, and there's I, and then I, the song over the end credits was like that's a it's a big U uh, two song, isn't it? It's uh, a yeah. thrill me, me, kiss, kiss me, me, kiss me, kill. piss me harder, faster, stronger, fuck me. Uh, yeah. Fuck Me, Marry, Kill Me um, by U2. And that was like a big hit for them as well. So it, yeah, that that soundtrack is like, yeah, it, for for a for a Batman film, a lot of huge pop hits on, on that thing. It was, uh, yeah, the Matrix Reloaded album. I think you, you uh, am I right in saying that Team Sleep is something to do with- Oh, uh, Team Sleep, yeah. That's, Chino, that's Chino's other band. Yeah, yeah Team Sleep. so they are on the soundtrack. Um, see so there is a uh, yeah there is a, a, a deftones adjacent song on the mm. well let's say on the soundtrack on the matrix reloaded album um, yeah we also got oh no and there is a deftones song there is yeah there's a, a yeah lucky you by the deftones is then followed by the past portal by team sleep right i see okay right that i'm gonna I need to. Le- I, I need to see the scene in which it's used. I can't remember. It's been so long, but um. Well, that's the uh, thing. It may not even have been used because this is, you know, this is the Matrix Reloaded the album, so it could just, just be. Yeah. Remember the that- um, Space Jam album? That was another one that came. I think it must have yeah. been around the same time as Batman Forever. Like Space Jam had like a whole load of rap songs on it, and this is a this is a kids' film. You got like all these sort of very explicit rap songs. Anyway. Yeah, someone on Twitter posted, uh, there was a song that, uh, I think it's Black Street featuring Maya and, is it Maya or, or Eve? Um, and Mace and like another rapper. It, it's like, it's a song that they did for the Rugrats uh, soundtrack, like the Rugrats movie. <laughs> oh God, I but that it's one. like, yeah, the, like the video is them like on like a, it's like a real life set that's made up to look like the kitchen and the Rugrats. It's it, very, very bizarre that there's just this. Uh, like R&B song that happens to be on the Rugrats soundtrack. That's what I love about sort of mid to late 90s stuff. It's like this weird sort of hybrid of things. You don't really get it anymore. It's it's a shame. Uh, Yeah, that kind of like tie-in promotional stuff doesn't really happen so much. Nowadays, you have to be overly... It's it's so fake and so corporatized and it's so you know man this um this matrix album is like the most 2003 thing i've ever seen it's they tell me like the, pod's so, on there oh. <laughs> well oh no they, no they did they did a song for it sleeping yeah, they did. awake they, they yeah. Did the, yeah, the, yeah sleeping oh, I just awake remember. that was the yeah that was the big <laughs> that's the yeah cuz the lyrics even talk about zion like it, yeah. it's yeah um yeah. But then, in addition to that, you got so you got "Session" by Linkin Park is the first song. "This Is the New Shit" by Marilyn Manson. Uh, "Reload" by Rob Zombie. <laughs> uh, 
Furious yeah. Angels by Rob Dugan, uh, Lucky You by the Deftones, The Passport Hall by Team Sleep, Wee. Sleeping Awake by P.O.D. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruises by Un Loco, um, Calm Like a Bomb by Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. Dread Rock by Oakenfold. Oh, uh, okay. Zion by Fluke. Uh, and when Who? the world ends, Oakenfold remix by the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Uh, so I know nothing about so, Dave Matthews or his band. Well, the, but, the only thing you need to know is that his tour bus dumped like a bunch of poop on uh, a uh, over the, over a bridge onto uh, uh, a boat full of tourists in like two thousand and four. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I remember uh, the Resident Evil movie had Slipknot. That was um, what was the song they used? Yeah, because the video had like, yeah, the video had like bits from the movie in it, didn't it? I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I don't know when I first saw Slipknot. I was like, whoa, this band's kind of scary. Well, I'm kind of like scared of this band. And I remember seeing an interview yeah, with Corey it, Taylor, <laughs> and he was like, if you cover like, any of my uh, songs, I'm going to kill you. It's like, whoa, Corey Taylor, calm down, sir. You're scaring the hoes. Mm. And then he turns up on QI. <laughs> what? 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 Anyway. Yeah, smart I wish man. he was in the mask. I wish he was in the, anyway. the mask and the full outfit. That would have been great. But anyway, no, he was in his... That would, have been, yeah. that would have been like taking it to uh, it, it's only really like those guys in like you know Gore or Lordy that, that do that that you know commit to doing that 24-7 wearing the whole outfit but yeah, yeah it would have been funny if he did um, anyway that's um, that's The Matrix um, so check it out great film yeah pretty great Speaking of, uh, you know, films and that, we should do some cultural appropriation uh, about this time. So here it is, cultural appropriation. And this is the bit in the show where we uh, talk about things away from football that we like that you may also enjoy, Um, you know, whether it's music or telly or films or anything else that we think of. Um, So, yeah, Lawrence, uh, if you... Got anything, or do you want me to go yeah. first while I've you got, store? I've got three things. Um, okay. I wanted to recommend it last week, but I forgot. Uh, I've, when I was on holiday, I had a brief little holiday, and uh, they had um, stuff about Ray Harryhausen. Now, big fan. I really love all those oh, yeah. Ray Harryhausen films of all the Sinbad, uh, the uh, Clash of the Titans, Jason Yard. Clash of the Titans is great. And I was just like, man, I love these films. They're so I love the craft of all this yeah. stop motion stuff. So, yeah, I wanted to recommend those those three films. And uh, also, I want to recommend a biopic, uh, Love and Mercy. I don't know if you've heard of Love and Mercy. Yes. Um, um, I I thought it was... <laughs> I kind of just... Because it... Well, I, you, you explain what it is first, and then I'll... Well, it's just a, a biopic about Brian Wilson. It just covers two two different parts of his life the when he's writing recording all the big beach boy songs like um gardening news and good vibrations and all those songs and it shows all the stuff he would do in the studio like you'd bring dogs in and to get them to bark and things he's just you know and all the things being um yeah. on lsd and all the 
stuff and and his issues with his dad and all those things and then it goes into the 80s era it's played by John Cusack it's two different actors I can't remember the um the guy who plays it's, younger it's Paul Dano Paul, yeah Paul, Paul Dano Paul yeah. Dano uh plays him in the 60s and then and then John Cusack plays Brian Wilson in the 80s when he's sort of under the control of his therapist or whatever and um he meets it's, his wife uh, yeah his life his yeah his like life, life yeah. coach or whatever yeah, yeah. Eugene, Eugene Landy was that the guy's name it's Paul Giamatti yeah. in the film um, and, um, it, it's a very a very similar situation to the whole uh, you know it's in the news at the moment the, the free Britney Spears movement yeah um, I think he Eugene Landy had a very similar kind of conservatorship uh, situation where he was basically in control of everything in Brian Wilson's life. No, I feel really silly because I was rec- going to recommend it. Now you, you're not you, you don't see what you order into it. No, 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 no. It, it's no, I, 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 my. I suppose my, the, the thing I had uh, watching it was that I, um, I just wanted more of the Paul because I thought Paul Dano was so good in the '60s bits, um, and he is. It's just such an amazing piece of casting because it is. Yeah. It's perfect, you know. It, he's just he he looks like him. He can act like it. He's just a fantastic actor, and it it it, it it's brilliant. It's pretty great. And then the eighties parts I thought were just a bit like it seemed a bit like John Cusack was just kind of being John Cusack. Yeah, it didn't that those parts didn't quite strike uh, kind of strike home as as much yeah. as the, the the earlier parts in the sixties. I, I kind of. I would have been happy with just a straight biopic of like, you know, say through like, uh, you know, like, yeah, like the kind of surf period through to like the smile sessions or whatever, you know, like that, that kind of 10 year period um, from the early 60s to the early 70s. um, I like the uh, sort of arguing with the Mike Love character and Brian Wilson where Mike Love's like, we want to sing, I want to sing about surfing. And yeah. Brian Wilson's like, surfers don't like our music, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, none of them surfed. Like, it's it only Dennis was the only one that actually surfed. Like, it's. And, yeah, Mike Love, there's another we got. Anyway, it's a different, different. Yeah, but then, and my third one, my third recommendation is uh, Paul McCartney's Ram. I, uh, I really oh, yeah. feel rather silly that I haven't really ventured into, like, the post. Breakup Beatles and their solo stuff. I do have like George Harrison's um, All Things mm. Must Pass, and there's all sorts. So they've done some good stuff. All the well, the the three that were good. Um, but uh, yeah, Paul yeah, McCartney's Ringo, rare. Ringo, George, and Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Yoko. And um, but uh, yeah, Paul McCartney's rare. I was just like, man, this is really good. This is like yeah, so ahead of his time, man. Anyway. Yeah, is that that's got temporary secretary on it, isn't it? Which is like again, like insanely ahead of its time. Yeah, and then uh, the first song with too many people, I was like, I heard that in advert. I was like, wait a minute, it's one of those things where you're like, that was a Paul McCartney song. It's like yeah, the um, postcode lottery advert. But the someone's knocking at the door, and like, that's a Paul McCartney song. I was like, what? <laughs> what is Paul McCartney cool? Paul McCartney wrote. He's just, he's a genius. That man. I am becoming more and more. <laughs> Pro McCartney, these I just think man's genius. Man's man, I used to, I used to be more like I like John Lennon or George Harrison. But I'm a, yeah, my favorite is kind of George Harrison. But 
I used to be like, man, John Lennon, he's so hardcore. He like, he's so like in your face, heart and sleeve. But now I'm like, Paul McCartney, you know, he actually and is it, a very. He's the, yeah, it turns out that John Lennon was just kind of a prick. Yeah, John Lennon <laughs> was kind of, kind of a, just up his, just kind of an asshole to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe Paul because like Paul McCartney was the one that like he. I think John Lennon gets credit for kind of, uh, you know, pushing the Beatles in a like a weirder direction because obviously you know he was going out with Yoko Ono and she was you know a, a conceptual oh, artist and stuff. Yeah. But it was actually it was actually Paul that first Paul. introduced them to the idea of avant garde music. Yeah. It was his idea to use the uh, all the tape samples and the loops uh, yeah. in uh, in Revolver. So he actually yeah. he's he, actually he the real more, he, he was is, actually the cool one. He's the uh, brains behind it all. Really? Yeah, he was. A, Paul was the, the the actual cool one. Um, yeah. Although I mean, more. you know, it. Yeah, he. I. I think everybody sort of maybe has that realization as they get older, where it's just you know oh, you did, think like John Lennon is the cool one when you're younger, and then you get older and you realize that like oh yeah no he's actually he's John Lennon is just kind of an asshole, and Paul McCartney's actually had much more of an interesting career yeah. where he's done a lot more different things. And no one really has anything bad to say about Paul McCartney apart from John Lennon. <laughs> like John Lennon yeah. <laughs> seemed to be John Lennon for all his songs, he'd always sub subtweet Paul McCartney. He'd always he'd always be having little jibes at him. It's like, come be on, man. Subtweeting Paul McCartney in in uh, you know, hinting that he had low key fell off. <laughs> it's like but yeah, um I was gonna recommend this thing I saw a documentary on Travelling Wilburys, but Bob Lynn's in the news for the old wrong all bad things. Ooh, yeah. That's- so I was like Never that's mind. A tough one. Never mind. I, yeah, I, because I was like, mm. I kind of like traveling Wilburys, but uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, I don't mind the traveling Wilburys, and I'm a, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. But uh, yeah, that is, that's a tough one. That's uh, yeah. mm. anyway. Um, so that's that's your that's your Rex. That's your recommendations. Yeah. It's uh, Ray Harryhausen, uh, and his movies Love and, Mercy. and Love and Mercy, and Paul McCartney's Ram. Which was his yes. second solo album okay. came out after McCartney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it wasn't that. It, it was only like a year after the Beatles split up, wasn't it? That it yeah, came so out. Man, it was very, very quick. Yeah. Um, what should I recommend? I well, I, I suppose an update. What you know, one thing I can't recommend is Donda by Kanye West because it hasn't <laughs> come out yet. Um, so. Sit tight on that, and we'll see if it gets the uh, the Junior Funners cultural appropriation recommendation or not, as and when it emerges, um, or whether it stays on the shelf along with, you know, all the other albums that Kanye has announced, promoted, and then decided not to release. You know, we're talking, you know, whether it's a good ass job or uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen or Yandy or Watch the Throne two. Um, you know, yeah, the man um, just turns on a dime, I think, when it comes to whether or not to put things out. So maybe Donda will never see the light of day, even though he's done two uh, events promote. It, you know, he's done two like events in a full, like packed football arena where he's played the album uh, to, uh, you know, to like a sold out crowd. Um, it would be very funny to do that and then just never release it. Um I saw someone do, do a tweet saying he should have named that shit Donde because where the fuck is it? Um, but yeah, <laughs> so as and when that comes out, we'll see. Um, what I will recommend <laughs> is <laughs> um, it's good, and mm. it? I can't remember who tweeted that, but it's, yeah, it, it tickled me. <laughs> um, 
the I'll recommend uh, Ruthless People, um, which is uh, a, an eighties eighties uh, comedy um, directed by the uh, the team behind Airplane and the Naked Gun films, the, the Zucker Brothers and Jim Abrams, the Zucker Zucker and Abrams um, team. So it's, it's a very dark comedy um, starring. Danny DeVito and Bette Midler and Judge Reinhold and a young, uh, young, uh, Bill Pullman as well. Um, it's, uh, yeah, basically it, it's sort of the, the, the plot is that Danny DeVito plays like a, just like a big time piece of shit millionaire rich guy, um, who married his wife because she has a rich family and he thought that her father was going to die soon, but then it turns out he didn't die. So, uh, he's been kind of waiting around for for the de- for the father-in-law to, to die. Um, she gets kidnapped by uh, two disgruntled ex-employees of his, um, and they're demanding a ransom in revenge for something that he screwed them over for. And naturally, him being a big piece of shit, he sees this as the perfect opportunity to get rid of his wife and get his hands on all of her money. So she's out of the way. So um, he just, yeah, his wife gets kidnapped and he refuses to pay the ransom. And then the kidnappers are then just stuck with his wife played by Bette Midler. Um, And it's, yeah, it's very, very funny. There's a lot of kind of like, um, it's, it's great. Just so many different characters that are all uh, different characters, sort of different storylines that kind of dovetail and cross over. It's sort of like a, it's sort of like a spiritual kind of forefather to something like burn after reading. Uh, the Coen Brothers film, if, if uh, anybody's ever watched that, but it, yeah, all of the char- it, in the it, in both of those films, pretty much all of the characters in them are either stupid or greedy or both, um, and yeah, just it, it, one thing goes wrong after another, and there's you know all this kind of like dovetailing and crossing over, and it's yeah, uh, very very funny, very dark. Um, so yeah, check out Ruthless People. I believe it's on uh, Disney Plus and. Uh, yeah. Um, what else should I recommend? Um, oh, I mean, uh, while we were off, um, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top passed away. Um, so I'll say, check out ZZ Top. Uh, really, any of their records. I mean, yeah, they one of those bands that's just sort of like <laughs> you could argue that all of their songs sound the same, but like when the song, like when it sounds that good, who gives a fuck? You know, it's sort of like like the Ramones or ACDC or um, Motorhead, you know. I mean, yeah, just, just check out, you know, any any point in the ZZ Top catalog, you can kind of just point your finger at it and there'll be some bangers. You know, there, there's a, a very good Greatest Hits compilation that they put out, I think, in the early 90s um, that has a lot of their kind of, you know, a lot of the entry points into their into their catalog. But yeah, check out ZZ Top because um, they're just uh, just terrific, you know. No, no bad time to listen to those guys. Um, other than that, we are on Twitter. You can uh, follow us on there. If you're, chances are, if you're listening to this, you follow. Well, at least Lawrence. Um, you might follow me as well. But hey, give the podcast a follow as well. You'll get some occasional updates and some angry tweets about various, <laughs> various Arsenal things. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter if you want to get in touch with the show and suggest, I don't know, uh, suggest a new feature or a new topic or something for us to talk, or something for us to check out. You know, we've, uh, we've done all these episodes where we've recommended stuff for you to check out. Maybe you want to tell us to check out something. Um, <laughs> and if you want to get in touch to do that, email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, who knows? You might check out the thing you recommend and, 
and we might talk about it on the show. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's on your head if the thing turns out to be shit. You know, you're going to be, yeah. It, it's, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get really ratioed. You're going to get ratioed. Yeah, because we'll, we'll turn the full force of our fan base on you. We will, you know, we'll, we'll, t- we'll, uh, we'll, what do they call it? Gang stalk. We'll, we'll gang stalk you. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we'll do we'll also, and we'll do cancel culture on you as well. Um, so so don't don't piss us off. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the show. Uh, whatever, however you're listening to the show, if there's a way to rate the show, it'd be nice if you give us a nice rating. Uh, and um, yeah, that's it's, it's time to go. Bye. <laughs>